Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including yours. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. As you know, we're a nation of immigrants, but it's not just people that travel. It's also their ideas. One of these ideas is something that many of us loved as kids. Sean Peterson of the Pez Visitor Center is author of Pez, from Austrian Invention to American Icon, and he's here to share how it evolved into the brick-shaped candy dispenser that we all know and love today. Here's Sean. Pez, the brand or the candy, was invented by a man named Edward Haas III. He was an Austrian. The family had been very successful in a variety of businesses up to that point, and they had a nice business providing baking products. And one of the things uh, Mr. Haas noticed was that were, people were having a difficult time digesting some of the cakes based on some of the ingredients that were in them and found that peppermint oil was a good way to help in the digestion. And a byproduct of that, you know, it was a way to freshen your breath. And most of all, he really wanted to provide an alternative to smoking. He was very much a man ahead of his time and didn't really think too much of smoking and the health ramifications of that. So his goal was to kind of come up with an alternative to that. 
and he found peppermint oil and through this what's called a cold press method where you just kind of press the ingredients together came up with these little Pez tablets as the product and wanted to see if there was interest. The German word for peppermint is pfefferments and it's actually quite a long word. So he used the first, middle, and last letter of the word pfefferments, which was a P, E, and Z, and he found it was an easily pronounceable word in just about any language, and it was a trademarkable brand name, so it served two purposes in one, and that, that's really how uh, Pez got its start. For the first 20 plus years of its creation, there was no dispenser. You either bought the product in a little foil roll, similar to what is offered today, or there was a little metal tin that you could carry them in your pocket. If you're old enough to remember, you know, you could get like Bayer aspirin in a little metal tin, probably associated these days with like an Altoid or something like that, that you could carry in your pocket. And that was really the only way you could get Pez for its initial creation. It wasn't until the late 1940s that as success was growing and, and business was increasing that he wanted to try something different with that because he was a bit of a germaphobe. You know, if I've got this great candy, I'm the founder and inventor of this, but if I want to offer it to you, you've got to put your fingers in that tin to get a piece of candy and it's not really what I want. So he found a freelance designer, a man named Oscar Usha, and commissioned him to come up with some kind of dispensing device for the candy. You know, he put a little uh, thumb grip at the top and, and some spring mechanisms inside to be able to offer them one at a time. And that's really how the shape of the dispenser was born. Mr. Haas started selling these in 1927 in Austria, found success rather quickly and expanded the product throughout Europe and other parts of the world. And for him, the last great market to conquer was the United States. So 1952, they came to uh, Lower Manhattan. They had offices in New York City. They imported all of the products from Europe and tried to sell them as they had throughout the rest of the world as an upscale adult product and marketed as an alternative to smoking. And it really didn't have the success that it had in Europe. In fact, it, it really did poorly, unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately, but actually it was it was probably one of the best things that could have happened to it. It was the lack of success, really, that drove Pez to innovate and create the changes that have made us successful to this day. They were selling the dispenser without a character head. It just had a little thumb grip, and the only flavor you could get was peppermint. And as I said, it didn't really have the success that they had hoped for. So somebody in marketing said, let's don't pull out of the market. Let's, let's think about what we're doing and how we could do it differently. And they came up with the idea of putting a three-dimensional character head on top of that dispenser. And children generally don't like peppermint, you know, the strong flavors like that. So the idea was let's add fruit flavors to the candy, put the three-dimensional cartoon character head on top, and let's shift the marketing from adults to children. And it changed really the direction of the brand. They found success very quickly and, you know, it changed the, the business model here in the United States as well as globally. And we've been primarily a children's product ever since. The Pez Girl was a, it was kind of the grassroots marketing campaign of how they wanted to advertise Pez. You know, this is something that nobody was really familiar with. So they had these outfits for ladies to wear. They would hire models to go out and, and share the brand. And a lot of the early ones had like skirts with big pockets so they could keep a lot of the refills in them. And they would just go out to events and hand the candy to people, get them to try this new brand and hopefully get people uh, enthused about what this new product was. It was very pinup girl-esque when it started in the 1950s. So a lot of the early Pez girls were, were kind of leggy and this is when the marketing was being directed towards adults. And certainly that shifted in the 60s and 70s as it shifted to children. In the 1970s, you can see what looks like a superhero. They had, you know, like knee-high boots on the model. She had a cape, and instead of the full 
Pez logo. It just had like a giant P on the chest, so it looked, you know, kind of like a superhero. And it worked. And you're listening to Sean Peterson of the Pez Visitor Center and telling a story we tell again and again here on this show that a failure, and that's the failure to launch the Pez product that had worked internationally here in the United States. And what did they do? Well, they learned from the market, they adapted, and actually took Pez to a place they'd never been before. Again, a failure leads to a success. When we come back, more from Sean Peterson, author of Pez, From Austrian Invention to American Icon, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. And we return to Our American Stories and to Sean Peterson with the story of Pez, the manual candy dispenser. The first traditional head on a stem that you're familiar with today was a witch for Halloween, and that was 1957. And then the first licensed character was 1958, and that was Popeye. And then uh, we followed that uh, with a couple of additions to the seasonal line. We added Santa for the first time. We've been doing Santa ever since. It's uh, coincidentally one of our, our best selling, probably our number one seller to this day. We added an Easter line with the Easter Bunny that year. And then about 1959, 1960, Casper and Bozo came into the mix. And then 1961, uh, we did Mickey Mouse with Disney for the first time. And, and I think we're actually the second longest licensed partner with Disney next to Donald Duck Orange Juice. We've been working with Disney consecutively since 1961. So we've probably produced more Disney characters over the year than any other license. You know, how many are there? Referring to the dispensers, and this is what collectors like to talk about and argue. You know, I mentioned Santa Claus. We've done many, many iterations of Santa Claus. And is it a variation or is it a different dispenser? And, you know, there's really no right or wrong answer. So if we had to go with just different character heads on top of the dispenser base, somewhere in the 1,400-ish number range right now, but if you start factoring in variations and, you know, there's really no right or wrong answer as to what constitutes a variation, start adding zeros to that and it easily goes into thousands upon thousands. Right now we have 15 different flavors that we offer, the six core fruit flavors, and that's cherry, grape, lemon, strawberry, orange, raspberry, you know, the things that you're familiar with. We do four sour flavors, and then we do some seasonal flavors, candy corn for Halloween, we do cotton candy. We just introduced a a new dragon fruit flavor to go with our Game of Thrones gift set that we introduced. And then we do sugar cookie for Christmas and vanilla cupcake for Easter. So that gives us 15 current flavors that we offer, but we rotate things in and out. Every few years, we try to introduce something new. And to do that, we usually retire a different flavor to try to keep it fresh and, and different. There's been many, many dozens of different flavors offered throughout the year. We just uh, retired cola and chocolate. We made those for probably a couple of decades and finally decided it was time to retire and try something different. We produce here at the factory about 12 million individual candy tablets per day. There's certainly some top collectors out there that have some incredible collections. There's people... um, (laughs) It's really surprising, Uh, you know, they'll go in and do buyouts of of other collectors and it's things they already have and they've got like mini warehouses in their basement, you know, and they may have 
5,000 of the same dispenser, but that's part of the enjoyment for them. They like just having the quantity of it. And then there's other people that focus on not having duplicates, but they want something different. And they have thousands upon thousands, you know, in their collection. So it's really up to how you want to enjoy and, and collect. It's what makes the hobby so much fun is, you know, everybody's got their own take on it. But th there's certainly some really impressive collections out there when you look at what people have been able to put together. The factory's been here since 1973. This is the site that they chose when they first decided to, to manufacture. They ended up moving the offices from New York City to uh, here in Connecticut in, in the early 70s. And we've been manufacturing in this facility ever since. And then the visitor center came to be, I think the original idea was around 2006. Um, and it actually came from me. I approached the company. They were familiar with me through some of the books that I'd published about the history of Pez and documented all the various dispensers and things like that. And they were using the books. People would come into marketing and they would share my book with them. And, you know, look, you can get some ideas from this and see what we've done. And when I approached, they kind of knew who I was at that time and met with the CEO of the company. And I said, I know you guys haven't done this before, but I think it'd be a great idea if you had some kind of uh, historical museum aspect to the business and, you know, maybe a retail piece attached to that, that people could come in and get a sense of the Pez history and how it's changed and evolved and have an opportunity to sell them all things Pez right, right there at the same facility. And if you like the idea, I'd like to be the guy to put that together and run it for you. He said, we're just not ready for that step yet, but let's stay in touch. So I took every opportunity that I could for the next few years to you know, remind him that I'm still around and had interest in doing this. And it was about late 2009, he called and, and said, you know, if you're still interested, let, let's talk about doing this. I'm actually from Kansas City. So not only did I have to move a household, I had to move uh, an entire collection halfway across the country. And we figured out how to do that and got me here to Connecticut and began the process of constructing the visitor center. So while we were doing that, we got a general contractor and started figuring out who can supply giant Pez dispensers and Pez-related fixtures and all the cool stuff that we have here in the, the visitor center. We started that process and then I began work on, on the website Pez.com and figuring out how to get the online store aspect together. That all took about a year and a half and in the meantime the visitor center is being constructed and then we finally got it open December of 2011. To me coming into work every day you know I see this every single day and I still find myself stopping and looking around and just kind of enjoying the space and I'm the one that, that you know kind of put the stuff on the walls and put everything in the display cases but I still enjoy it you know 10 years later it, it's still so much fun for me to have not only a place for my collection but being able to share it with everybody now that comes in to see us. The majority of business that we have and people that come through the door, you know, to this day, 10 years later, I think that's the thing that surprises me most. It's, you know, people that had no idea they were going to be here today and they just saw the signs along the highway and it's the Pez factory and we know what that is, but let's go. We've never been and they come in and the positive comments and feedback that, that we hear from people, it's just like, you know, it's, a, it's amazing. We had no idea there was this much to Pez and to me, that's exciting and really when one of the, the goals behind this for me was just to share it with people. It's It's been a big part of my life. I've been doing this for over 30 years and I'm still really enthusiastic about it. It's exciting. There's still things that, you know, are yet to be discovered and, you know, being able to share that with people and hopefully create that spark of interest that maybe wants to get them involved to where maybe they're going to start their own collection themselves or, you know, maybe they think about Pez a little bit differently the next time they see it in the store and they've been to the factory and they watched where it was being packaged and, and saw how we make the candy. It kind of gives you a different appreciation for the brand and, and what we do. So that that's really the most exciting thing for me. And it was just kind of a happy mistake trying to adapt to the market. And, you know, had they not done that, nobody would have probably heard about Pez. 
says. It would just been a footnote in history of a mint or an alternative to smoking like many products that have come and gone. It certainly wasn't intentional or the original idea of it, but you know, it was being able to adapt and just find the right market. It changed and created a sense of Pez being part of pop culture ever since. You know, it's a relatable brand that everybody knows. And a special thanks to Madison for bringing us this terrific story. And a special thanks to Sean Peterson of the Pez Visitor Center. And by all means, pick up his book, Pez, From Austrian Invention to American Icon, at Amazon or the usual suspects. And if you're in the Connecticut area, and that's orange, visit the Pez Visitor Center. Better still, if you can't get there, go to Pez.com and take a virtual tour. And by the way, since the partnership with Disney and Mickey... There have been many other partnerships with brands and with characters, and you can find the Muppets, Sesame Street characters, the Marvel characters, Star Wars characters, the Wizard of Oz, Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes, Mario, the Ninja Turtles, the Simpsons, Pokemon, and Angry Birds. The story of Pez, here on Our American Stories. has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back with Our American Stories. And we've heard from Marilyn Jensen before when she told the story of her father's harrowing supply run during the Battle of the Bulge. Today, she brings us a story from an earlier time in his life during a simpler time in our past. Here's Marilyn. It was a hot August day, probably about 1923, The Henry and Nora Wax family lived on a small farm, maybe three or four miles from the southwest Iowa town of Climax. Since that time, cars are affordable to everyone. Country stores and nearby services like blacksmiths are no longer needed. So the village of Climax, true to its name, reached an apex of activity, breathed a sigh of resignation, and quietly dozed off. Climax is now known only by the sign in front of its abandoned church. The memories of a century ago lie sleeping under blankets of Iowa corn and soybeans. On a sleepy August morning, the three wax boys, Art 13, Ori 8, and Cecil 6, stumbled into the kitchen. Lucky little sister Lucille, at four, got to sleep until breakfast. Mom was stoking the fire in the cook stove. The boys rubbed their eyes and stared ahead. Dad crossed his right ankle over his left knee and laced up his leather work boots. The leg of his blue overalls bunched up, revealing an ugly white scar on his shin. Cease pointed to it and yawned. Is that where the rattlesnake bit you, Dad? He knew the answer, but he liked this story. And besides, it would delay the chores a bit. Yep, Dad replied, straightening the leg. I wasn't much older than Art. The feller struck me while I was haying. It nearly killed me. There aren't many timber rattlers in Iowa, not like out west, but one found my leg. Now, hurry up and get out to the barn. Daylight's wasting. The chickens, cattle, pigs, and horses were fed. The pump creaked and the water splashed into the pans. And finally, it was the family's turn to devour their breakfast. After the table was cleared, Nora and the three younger kids began their short trek to the garden. They paused long enough to wave to Dad and Art as they rode into the hayfield. Henry was driving the horse, and Art was steadying the pitchforks, keeping them from bouncing off the hay wagon. They disappeared over the hill where yesterday's cutting of alfalfa blanketed the field in fluffy green rows. Nora and the children harvested onions, beets, cucumbers, and dill. The vegetables were washed clean in cold water from the well by the front door. Ori, the oldest boy at the moment, lugged the pail full of green and deep red freshness into the kitchen. Cease and Ori were in charge of watching little Lucille, as well as washing the breakfast dishes, sweeping the kitchen floor, and setting the table for dinner. Mom worked at the cook stove, preparing the vittles, as she called them, for the men in the field, and getting the vegetables ready to cook, ready to can. Today was pickling day. She was canning pickled beets, including hard-boiled eggs in the jars, and also starting a crock full of dill pickles. In no time, two dozen eggs began to bubble in the pot on the back burner. Next, she sliced the cucumbers into her crock. Nora smiled at how smoothly things were going. 
That smile faded when she retrieved her empty vinegar jug from the bottom shelf of the pantry. She had forgotten that last week's wilted lettuce salad drank the final drop. There was no question that someone would have to go to the Climax General Store today and fetch more vinegar. At noon, the family ate and chatted around the big oak table. Nora shared her dilemma with Henry. She was out of vinegar. Now that the eggs were boiled, the canning process for the beets must be completed. The cukes were all sliced and needed to pickle for several days in a crock full of vinegar and salt brine. The processing had to begin today. Timing mattered. Henry faced the same problem. If it rained while the hay was laying in the field, it would ruin the whole cutting. The rest of the alfalfa crop must be put into the barn this afternoon. After much discussion, Mom and Dad decided that Ori and Cecil would ride the new horse Rocky to the Climax General Store and buy vinegar. Storing up the winter supply of food for the family was almost as important as storing up the hay for the livestock. They set the plan in motion. Dad and Art went back to the hayfield. Mom went to war with a wash rag on the bare feet and ankles of her two little gardeners. Hearing Mom's warning about sunburn, the boys grabbed their straw hats and ran out the front door. Mom called them back and handed Ori some coins from her egg money and the sugar bowl on the buffet. Ori gratefully buttoned the treasure into his pocket of his bib overalls. Cecil was allowed to carry the empty gallon jug. All Mom's instructions were repeated. Ride carefully, don't overheat the horse, hold on tightly to the jug, be polite to the storekeeper, and come straight home. At last the boys ran to the barnyard. Rocky met them at the fence. Dad had bought him at a sale barn just a few weeks before. Since relocating to the wax farm, Rocky had almost become the boy's pet. He was friendly and let them ride bareback around the farmyard. In no time, Rocky was bridled and the two excited shoppers were on their way. Being older, Ori rode in front and held the bridle. The vinegar jug rested on Rocky's back, clasped tightly by Ori's legs. Cecil sat behind. He had to grab Ori's waist only once or twice when Rocky sped up going down a long hill. Ori was ready to pull back on the reins, but the horse sensed the boy's discomfort and slowed before Ori even needed to direct him. The ride was going perfectly. They imagined they were knights setting off on a shopping crusade. At the corner, even Mrs. Perkins' laundry seemed to be waving like banners in the breeze, celebrating their first campaign. They turned north and continued toward Climax. The boys laughed about how dust puffed up around Rocky's hoofs with every step. The adventurers waved when they passed by Dad and Art in the hayfield. Dad shook his red bandana in their direction and then wiped his face and stuffed it back in his overall pocket. Art gave them a quick nod before taking a swig of water from the mason jar insulated in the hay. They noticed the buzzing bees taking sweet nectar from the pink wild roses growing in the ditches. They stopped to watch an orange butterfly fluttering next to a milkweed plant. They giggled when a big green grasshopper jumped off a sunflower and nearly landed on Cecil's shoulder. Occasionally, one of them inhaled the fluff from the purple thistle plants giving birth to floating seeds. As they rode, they rehearsed the speech to the storekeeper. After several tries, they decided to keep the transaction brief. Hello, sir. We would like to buy some vinegar. Would you fill our jug, please? Thank you very much. They practiced, taking turns with the sentences. Soon they came to the Methodist Church. Ori said, Ha! to Rocky, just like Dad when he drove the plow horse. They turned left. And you've been listening to Marilyn Jensen tell the story of her father in his youth in Climax, Iowa, and that's Southwest Iowa, and not a town anymore, but merely a sign in front of an abandoned church. And this is the story of an adventure as a young man with his siblings to go to the Climax General Store for some vinegar. When we come back, what happens next here on Our American Stories.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back with our American stories in the second half of Marilyn Jensen's father's story, Diesel Wax. When we last left off, Diesel's family was in the middle of a crisis. It was crunch time. His father and brother were harvesting before the rain started and ruined the crop and his mother had already boiled the pickles and eggs for pickling, but they ran out of vinegar. We joined Cecil, six years old, and his older brother, Ori, eight years old, as they just ridden into town on the family horse, Rocky. Here's Marilyn. In minutes, the small building with a false front greeted them. Its sign proclaimed that their journey was over. Here was the... Climax General Store. 
Two men were rocking on the porch with a checkerboard resting on a nail keg between them. One was smoking a pipe, the other had a graying beard. Both men looked up with interest. Suddenly raw reality kidnapped the little knights, stealing their courage. We've never gone to a store without mom or dad. We've never purchased anything. We can't let mom down. Two scared little boys slowly slid from the security of Rocky's back. They wrapped his reins over the railing near the watering trough in front of the store, and Rocky kept an eye on them while he drank. After a few moments' hesitation, Ori walked slowly toward the porch, carrying the empty jug. Cecil followed about half a length of his bare foot behind. The men on the porch scrutinized the two small boys with interest as they climbed up the three wooden steps. Ori stood still, shyly studying the floorboards. After a few seconds, the bearded man spoke gruffly. Well, boy, what do you want? Speak up. Ori was flustered. Their lovely speech disappeared from his memory. He simply thrust the jug forward and stammered, Ooh, Winnaker. The men grinned and winked at each other. Beard spoke. Speak English, boy. Winnaker, never heard of it. Frustrated, Ori repeated, Vinegar. Pipe joined in the fun. Vinegar? Ain't got nothing like that here. The men's eyes twinkled as they poked each other in the ribs. They were enjoying this. Teasing these two kids broke the monotony of the afternoon's fly swatting and checker jumping. Beard stifled a laugh and grabbed the jug. Let me smell her. Maybe I can figure out what these baby boys want. He pulled out the cork and sniffed. The jug exhaled its pungent vinegar breath. He stroked his beard in mock confusion and replied, Nope, nothing like that here. The boys were almost in tears. Cecil tried to speak too, but his six-year-old voice couldn't be heard over the chuckles of the two bullies. Pipe continued the teasing routine questioningly. B-b-b-b-vinegar? W-w-w-winegar? Vinegar? Pipe sniffed the jug too and shrugged. He pretended to be confused and concerned. Finally, he thrust the empty jug to Ori and said, I think you'd better take your jug and go on home, boy. Come back when you learn to talk good like us. The boys looked at each other in panic. Their wide, teary eyes screamed, What should we do? We can't go home with an empty jug. Screech! cried the spring on the screen door as the door flung back against the door's siding with a bang. The storekeeper stepped heavily onto the porch. His angry face showed that he understood the situation. He grabbed the jug, gave Ori an understanding pat on the shoulder, and invited the boys into the store. Beard and Pipe sank back into their rockers and stared at the checkers. Get yourselves a dipper of water while I fill up your jug, boys. They drank gratefully from the water pail while Mr. Storekeeper lifted the keg of vinegar to the counter and turned the tap. All three witnessed the brownish-yellow vinegar running into its new home. Ori traded the coins for the heavy jug and gave Mr. Storekeeper a nod of appreciation. They headed toward the door without a word. Wait, boys, you forgot something. Oh no, now what? The kind man handed each of them a stick of candy. They found their manners long enough to grin and say, Thanks, sir. They hurried out the door, past the now innocent-looking bullies. Ori untied Rocky and was on his back in an instant. Cease hefted up the jug. Once it was firmly clamped by his brother's overalled legs, he jumped up behind Ori, and the trip to the security of home began. They heard angry voices from the porch. As they turned the corner at the church and faced the long road back, they glanced toward the store. Beard and Pipe were walking up the road in the opposite direction, as if nothing had happened. For a long time, they regained their dignity by quietly sucking on candy. Finally, they began talking about anything but the nightmare at the store. Rocky became their focus. 
They were happy that Dad bought him at the sale barn last month. Between slurps, they decided that Rocky was a great horse. He was big, but he was gentle. He seemed to love them. And he works hard. He's smart. It's like he knows he belongs to us now. Cecil asked, why did Dad name him Rocky? Well, he used to live in Colorado, and that's where the Rocky Mountains are, explained the older and wiser Ori. They could just make out the top of Dad's straw hat bobbing along on the other side of the hill. Their adventure was almost over. The two brave knights were completing their quest and returning in triumph. With no warning, Rocky halted. The boys lunged forward so fast that Ori almost dropped the precious jug. They waited. They tried commanding Rocky like Dad taught him. Giddy up, Rocky. Nothing. He actually backed up a few steps. They shook the bridle. Rocky snorted. His ears twitched backwards. He refused to budge. His nostrils flared and he started pawing the ground. It seemed their perfect horse suddenly had broken down. After some confused moments, they repeated the giddy-ups again, followed by more backing up and ear twitching. They decided to try getting off and leading the disobedient horse home. But just then he started moving. But now Rocky chose the route. Stepping cautiously, he went down into the ditch and plodded precariously through the weeds for about 30 yards, at times squeezing close to the barbed wire fence. Then he climbed back up to the road and continued the journey as if nothing had happened. The boys shook their heads in confusion but were happy to allow Rocky to trot down the final hill and head toward the feed bunk. Excitedly, they presented the jug of vinegar to Mom. Then they went about caring for Rocky and doing their evening chores. Soon Dad and Art arrived with the last load of hay. Dad headed straight toward Ori and Cecil. What were you two doing riding in the ditch with Rocky? He could have broken a leg on that slope. I thought I could trust you with our animals. The explanation cascaded from both defensive mouths. Rocky stopped really fast. He snorted and pawed the ground. He backed up. He took us into the ditch and along the fence. He wouldn't do what we told him. Rocky did it all by himself. Dad listened without a word, considered the details, and stalked to the house. He hiked back to the spot where he had witnessed his son's afternoon struggle. The blast from his rifle killed the big, coiled rattlesnake that was still resting in the weeds close to the road. After supper, two tired adventurers were cleaned up and tucked safely into their beds. As they said their nightly prayers, they added a special blessing. And please bless our new horse, Rocky. Thank you for sending him from Colorado to protect us and to be our guardian angel horse. On that afternoon in the 1920s, my uncle Ori stammered from nervousness and fear. Over six years later, he suffered a series of debilitating strokes, which left him partially paralyzed and forced him to struggle with a true speech impairment. Uncle Ori's frustration to be understood was real. My cousin Russell reports that one of Ori's last decipherable sentences as he was dying was, it's just like Winnicker. The bite of a poisonous snake can be quick and deadly. The memory of the poison inflicted by a bully can remain for a lifetime. And a terrific piece of production by Robbie and a terrific piece of writing by Marilyn Jensen, a listener and a contributor, and a beautiful story about youthful adventures, bullying, and resilience. Marilyn Jensen's father's story, Cecil, here on Our American Stories.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.